Hello folks, it's your boy the Saint, and this is another great episode of The Sense. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. If you probably cannot tell, I am a little bit not with it tonight or this morning. And uh, there's very good reasons for that. Um, as you probably already heard, there was a shooting in Michigan at the Michigan State University. Uh, 46 or 47, 8, 9, doesn't matter. The dude was old. And um, he went to his campus and started shooting. He ended up killing three people and injuring five, eight altogether. There was no anything attached to this man doing what he did. He just came to the campus and just started busting caps. Why? Well, everybody like to know that, but of course, he's not around to, you know, to answer those questions because the master decided to shoot himself after he did all the damage that he did. There are three people whose parents will never see their kids again. They'll be burying them so they let them graduate. I'm a very extremely big, big advocate when it comes to gun control. Yes, I know guns are everywhere. People are gonna give them no matter what. Yada yada yada. Bullshit. 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 I don't care. Okay. The only thing I care about is the carnage that's left behind by some of these people that shouldn't have a fucking gun to begin with. That is the only thing that I care about. Guns don't kill people, people kill people, that's bullshit as well. Someone made the gun, the gun didn't make itself. Someone made the bullets, the bullets didn't make themselves. So, that's a dumbass argument. I've heard that so many damn times, it's, it's annoying. It really is. So, as with every shooting that's happened in this country forever since 2000, I have said this and I'll say it again because it seems like my words go on, fall on deaf ears. This is how this is going to play out. They will talk about this incident until the next one because there will be a next one. There's always a next one. Someone, I swear to God, I was telling my wife this the other day that it seems that these people watch TV and watch how many people this guy killed or whatever and they think to themselves, oh, I could do probably better than that. And I swear to God, it's the worst fucking game of tag I've ever seen. Because one person is like, oh, we get 15 people, I can easily kill 25. And instead of, you know, doing the time they're about to get from going to prison for the rest of their lives, or, you know, saying, oh, well, I'm so sorry that I did this and I deserve whatever I'm getting, they decide to ventilate their own fucking heads. Because they're just that damn, you know, I guess, fuck, I don't know what you want to call it. I call it a bitch mood myself. Because anybody that can do something like that to other people and decide that, hey, I've done enough damage, it's time for me to go, then you shouldn't have fucking done it in the first place. Because not only have you changed every single life that you destroyed with this, you know, with this little mass shooting that you did, but no one, know, what, no one will know why the hell you did it because you killed yourself. Leaving everybody up in the air like, why in the hell do you do this? 
and they'll analyze it. They will talk about it. They will say, well, it's a mental health case and all that type of crap. And it'll be it'll be guessing, not the actual reason. Because the only person that fucking knows that is the person that did it. But he's no longer here. She is no longer here because he decided to check out early after they did it. And I'm really tired of this. I really am. I'm getting tired of every time I turn TV on, someone decides that, hey, this AR-15 is sitting over here in the corner, which is why which, why you would have that kind of gun is beyond me. And uh, let's go out and see if it actually works. So let's go to school over here. Let's go to this mall. Let's go to this, uh, <laughs> this beauty salon. Let's go to church. Let's go to our movie theater. Any place where there's fucking people. And just shoot up the whole damn place. And afterwards, when the cops were breathing down my neck with their little big-ass guns, I'll just go ahead and ventilate my own head so they'll never know why the fuck I did this. I have been seeing this stuff and dealing with this stuff since Cullen. And when those two dudes walked into that school and killed all those kids that they did, I was like, holy shit. Wow. I mean, I never had to deal with anything like that. I mean, anybody in my age range never had to deal with that. But the kids now and people now, period, there is something fucking off about this. It really is. So my question is, what in the hell do you need a semi-automatic weapon in your house? Why do you need something like that? I think a gun with bullets in it will do a, do, a, do a little bit, you know, do a good job too. You're just talking about protection. You don't need no damn gun that's, that's made to fight in the military. You don't need 20 of them if you got to have one. And I do not understand why the hell that is. I have friends that have guns that they got so many goddamn numbers on them that you have to look it up to see what the hell it is. And they, they tell you, man, it's going to rip some bones off and... No blow your head off completely. You see the rebus eyes and everything. I mean, why can't I really care? And I mean, I know that people get guns for protection. I know they get it to protect themselves or their families and everything. And that's all well and good. But again, what in the hell do you need an AR-15 to protect your house? Do you expect some fucking zombies to come through your fucking front door? To, uh no a Chinese invasion or some shit. But what 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 is this? And then you get shit like the, what happened at Michigan. These kids were up there in school minding their own damn business. And this jackass decided to come in there and say, Hey, these kids are in school. Let me go up here and see if this gun works. The dude had clips. And he had like ample ammo. To do more damage than he actually did. He was actually going to go to, he was actually looking at doing it to um, someplace in Philadelphia, New Jersey, and some other eastern, east coast state. Why? They said he had mental health problems. You know what? I, like I said, it's all up in the air because no one fucking knows besides the person that did this shit. So if he had mental problems, he could have went to somebody. You know, I mean, hey, that, 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 I mean, and, and do not get me wrong. 
there are people out here that suffer with mental illness every day. And they do try to do something about it. But when it comes to stuff like this, when it comes to other shootings that's happened in this country, when they say that the guy had mental problems and everything else like that, prove that shit. Give me some goddamn papers that said, hey, so-and-so over here to shut up 15 people at this mall over here that had you no know, brain injury or some shit. Show me a goddamn paper saying so. Show me a goddamn doctor's note saying so. Show me something. Even though it won't bring back any of the people that this man just killed, but I want to know what kind of mental problems did he have that he had to go and shoot up a whole fucking school full of kids. Or a church. Or a, a gas station. Or any place. What mental problems said, hey, hey dude, hey, hey, down here, your brain. Hey, why don't you go over here and take this gun over here and start shooting people at this movie theater? Just cuz. Show me the goddamn proof. That's becoming a cop out my too, if you ask me. I'm sorry, but I am just really, really tired of shit. I really am. It's getting fucking ridiculous. People are just shooting people, and I feel I'm back in the in in the wild west for some shit. Best is on a damn draw. It's getting ridiculous. It's stupid. It's crazy as hell. Now, adults dropping, dying from gunshots and everything is bad enough. When you start taking out children, kids, babies, I'm asking again, what the fuck did these kids do to you? What the hell did these kids do? Were they making ugly faces at you in the car or some shit? What was going on? Because there's no fucking reason for any kid to die like that. And you, Valde, Sandy Hook, coming by, all other damn schools that have been involved in that shooting. What the hell did the kids do? What to possess you to get up in the morning and say, I'm going to go down to this high school or this middle school or this senior school and start capping people? You cannot make it a damn excuse to me. I had a guy I had an argument with over Sandy Hook. It just happened. Everybody was like, holy shit, these kids are dead. And this sumbitch decided to tell me that maybe one of the kids said something to this kid, the guy that did the whole shooting. They said, well, maybe the kid said something to him. What in the hell did he say, or any of them kids say, for him to come back and kill 20 of them? Or kill any of them, for that matter? What the hell did they say? You look funny. That's the only damn thing a kid of that age can say. But they're all gone. And so is the guy that did it. Because unlike everybody else, he decides to take the bitch move, which is shoot your damn self and leave everybody fucking hanging. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired about every time I turn a TV on, someone decides a new and improved way to kill people before they kill themselves. And no one will know why the hell he did it. They'll make assumptions. They'll say, well, maybe he had mental problems or maybe he had problems at home. I don't give a shit what the hell was going on. My damn daughter or my son or my wife or my husband is fucking dead. Anything you say to me ain't going to be worth shit. And this whole gun debate thing. I mean, it's like beating a dead horse. It really is. We see this shit every single day. We hear about it every single day. 
And the only thing that people think about is, well, like, well, like, our gun control is fine. And, well, we don't need any kind of no no gun control because everything is going to happen. Any, don't give the shit. Give it a try first before you shoot it down. Seriously. Don't give me that bullshit. All about, oh, well, they can go get the gun. I don't give a damn. Okay? None of that shit's going to bring back anybody that, I, that got shot by this guy over here. Nothing. Okay? You can tell me that they can have gun control tomorrow. None of that shit's going to bring up them kids that they got that just already dead. Not a damn one of them. No people, period. But, as always, it'll be a big damn argument. Gun owners will be like, we're coming for our guns. Fuck y'all guns. Yeah, I said it. Screw your damn guns. I do not want your guns. Don't need your damn guns. No one else gives a damn about your guns. You plan on taking one up to a damn to a church and just start screaming people? Is if that's the case, then yeah, I do care. But people that actually have brains in their head that are responsible and know how to use a gun and not when to use it, you're fine. We don't give a damn. We talk about these crazy nuts that actually get the damn guns and they actually get them and do dumb shit with them. Ending people's lives before they even fucking post it. That's the people we're talking about. Fuck y'all guns. You don't give a damn. I'm just getting tired of either, you know, I mean, and it happens all the time. And I made a damn, I made one on here called Desensitized. And it's true. It's no shock worthy to it now anymore. You hear about another shooting. Oh, great. Another shooting. Awesome. I'm going to go get me some food or whatever and just go on about your day. People are dead. They were killed for no reason. And the only person that did it, that knows why this happened, is no longer fucking here. They leave every fucking body in limbo. Everybody. And I, um, I personally notice for a fact because my nephew was one of those type of people. Oh, man. I, um, long time ago, um, my nephew was having problems with his, his daughter's mother. I don't like saying baby mama because it sounds ghetto, so I'm not going to go there. I'm living in Nebraska at the time, and my brother's living here in Kansas City. And uh, he told me I was I was working as a transportation driver, so I was I was moving around a lot. So he asked, he calls, he's like, "Are you driving?" I'm like, "Yeah." He says, "Pull over. I need to tell you something." He was he was not actually my nephew. He was a friend of mine's son. I won't say his name on here because it doesn't matter. And um, he uh, he was having problems with his daughter's mother to the point where his daughter's mother put ex parte against him, which means he she can he can come near her or the baby. Now they don't give out ex parte just just like like candy or anything. You got to do something really fucking bad for that to happen. But anyway. So next thing I know, 
My brother's telling me this story, so I'm just telling you how he told me. My nephew, who was a ex-security officer, which I know about that because I did it for 23 years, he decided to get a Glock 9mm. And he went to his, um, his daughter's mother's job. Now, he had ex parte. So by him even being in the area of her, he was already going to go to jail. He knew that shit. Next thing you know, he walks in the door of the place he worked at. Walked up to her, and I, like I said, I'm hearing this hearsay because I wasn't here to see it. I heard about it. He walked up to her. Stories start ringing out. Uh, yelling and stuff like that is per usual. And he pulled a gun out and shot her in the head. And then shot her nine more times to the body. Um, and he decided that after he killed her, he shot himself. which left his daughter and the girl's three other kids, because she had kids prior to my nephew's daughter, not a mother or a father. When I heard that, I automatically start crying. Because you hear about it on TV, you hear about it on the radio, you hear it from other people like, man, I've seen this such and such. It is a totally, totally different damn story when you know the person that did this shit. And um, it, it hurts. It still does. It's been almost seven years now since that happened. And I still stand around and I'm thinking, I cannot believe he did that shit. The last time I seen him in person, he seemed fine. I was asking him how this kid's going. He's like, oh, she's okay. No, just, just beating, chatting up and everything. The boy's a, he's a, he's a father. So, you know, I'm a father. So, but to hear him doing that really, really threw me for a loop. I didn't know what to say. I didn't talk to my friend for a whole year after that because I didn't know what to say to her. I didn't want to say, well, no, I mean, and... I, like I said, I'm, I've been very conflicted about it. I really have. And that's probably why I'm so damn passionate about this whole mass shooting bullshit. Because it seems like no one gives a fuck. It really does. It just seems like the stuff happens and we just like, okay, well, it's like turning a channel on a TV. We see something on there we don't like, we turn it. And then we see it again, we turn to something else. And it happens over and over and over again. And no one seems to give a damn. Because this happens and, oh, well, you know, it's part of life now. It's become normal. And that's the most scariest shit of it all. Because it shouldn't be normal. It should be horrendous. It should be stopped. It should be shut down before it gets even worse. But... People don't see it that way. Some people don't. Well, the guy was, well, he was crazy. Okay, well, still, he still got the fucking gun. 
he still did what he fucking did. People are still fucking dead. And we go about our business like we turn the channel on the fucking TV or just turn it off altogether. So when I hear about stuff like that happened in Michigan and Las Vegas and Florida and California and New York, Connecticut, I'm just like, does anybody else see this shit? Anybody. And then, especially with Sandy Hook, when that bastard, and I'm talking about Alex Jones, if you don't know what I'm talking about, saying that it was a hoax. It's a, it's a big hoax. All those kids are alive and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, seriously? These people have lost their fucking kids, and you're making it out to be a fucking hoax? What in the hell are you drinking? <laughs> These kids that got killed at Sandy Hook, those were future lawyers, future doctors, future astronauts, future any damn thing. Ballerinas, singers, be honest, anything. But none of that shit matters because they're all gone now. Because some crazy bastard decided that, hey, their lives ain't worth shit. I'm going to go ahead and just take them all out. Same thing with you, Valley. You've seen that shit. The damn cops are stopping the damn kids, the parents from going in there and doing what the fuck they should be doing. And this jackass decided to go in there and start capping kids for no damn reason. Why? What the hell did kids do to y'all? Didn't do a damn thing besides be what they are. They were kids. Fucking kids. And then it gets worse. You got people walking into fucking churches and shooting people while they're in, you know, in Bible study. You got men walking into a fucking synagogue shooting Jewish people because, hey, they're bad. <laughs> you know, I... <sighs> It's ridiculous. It really is. And I'm getting tired of hearing about it. I'm getting tired of talking about it. But every single time something happens like that, it gets worse and worse. It's the worst, like I said, the worst fucking game of tag I've ever seen. Someone purposely watches TV and I'm like, hmm, oh, he killed 20 kids. Okay, well, well, I can do 30. But you'll never know that because the person that did it they decide, hey, I did this little crime here, so I guess I better get on out of here. And they ventilate their own fucking lives. Unalive themselves, as they call it. And it seems that, and I may be wrong, I may be maybe I'm just a party of one. I don't know. But it seems to me that no one gives a damn no more. No one gives a damn about anything now. Anything that happens that's Good, bad, or indifferent, who gives a shit? COVID really fucked everybody up. It really did. It's, it's still fucking people up. They were in the house too damn long. No, they're they're you know, watching they watch so much Netflix that, you know, is it's embodied in their head now. I had COVID. Almost fucking died of it in twenty twenty. And even I was like, Okay, well, there's a silver lining to this. I'm I'm still breathing, still alive. Even though 2020 was the most shittiest year of my life, but that's not a story. But yeah, but people, whether they have mental illness, 
bad day, someone broke up with them, someone killed somebody in their family. It doesn't, there's no fucking excuse whatsoever to kill a bunch of people on a campus or school or mall or Walmart, none of that shit. But we'll never fucking know because these people decide, hey, I got to go now. I killed all these people over here. I can't stick around after this. The only time I've ever seen a guy survive, well, actually twice, that jackass that killed all those black people in that, that supermarket in Buffalo, still alive. Dylan Roof, the guy who walked into that Charlotteville church and killed all those black people, he's still alive, at least as far as I know. But yeah, they still did what they did, though. And they had, they kept, they didn't kept keep their mouth shut about what they, that fight they did. You know, they just, oh, okay, well, you know, they're black people, gives a shit. So basically, anybody has any excuse to pull a gun out on you and shoot you. You cut in front of my car, you gotta die. Oh, you checked my mail wrong, you gotta die. Oh, God, you stepped on my Jordans. Oh, you got to die for that shit. No one fights anymore. There's too many pre-motherfuckers right now. Oh, we'll get messed up. But you can pull a gun out and shoot somebody in the forehead and then bitch about going to jail for it. You should have fought. They should walk away or they'll walk away, whatever. But no. No, I, can't. I don't want to get hit. What the hell are you talking about? I'm going to miss on my face. They'll break legs. But you can blow a hole through somebody and be happy with that. <laughs> oh man I am um, as you can probably tell I'm really really tired of this I really am when I heard about the mission I was like you have got to be fucking kidding me someone is not just, and he was a 46 year old black dude he had no affiliation with Michigan State whatsoever he didn't go there he didn't know nobody there none of that shit he decided, hey, I'm going to go into school and see about how many people I can kill. But again, we'll never know why. Because the bastard shot himself before he can get any questions out of him. Which leaves every damn thing up in the air. No one knows why half these damn shootings happen because the person that saw them either got shot or they shot themselves. Rarely do they actually fucking survive. And it's like, okay, why'd you do it? And they're, they'll, of course, they look like they're wide-eyed and crazy as hell anyway. And that's what they go with. So, no one, I mean, like that, like that shooting in Vegas. That dude had ammo, okay? He had guns and bags of guns and shit. He was planning on doing some real fucking damage. And you wonder, where in the hell did y'all get these damn guns from? Who the hell gave them to you? Who, who, what catalog did you look at and say, hey, you got free guns over here. Come and get them. He had bags. He had like five bags full of fucking guns and ammo out the ass. He was ready to go in a fucking war with whatever the hell he was thinking about. But instead, he decides to shoot out this window of this, this casino and shoot at people down at a, at a concert. We'll never know because he's dead. Does that make sense to anybody? No, it does not. 
and it gets worse and fucking worse. This shooting that happened just recently in Michigan, oh, there will be another one. I've been saying that shit since 2000 fucking one. There'll be another shooting. And sure enough, these people never fucking disappoint. They will shoot and kill people and we'll never know why. Why? Because they don't want to go to jail. Well, whoop the damn do. No one wants to go to jail. I never seen nobody say, hey, let's get going to go to prison. Let's do it. No. But you're going to do the time, do the crime that you know is going to put your ass in jail. Probably for the rest of your goddamn life. But you can't do that, though, because, you know, I, I'm too pretty for jail. But you can kill all these damn people and no one will wonder why. Because you ventilate your own fucking head. It's bullshit. You can come up there and say, well, well, you know, it, 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 people will find a way to get guns and everything. That's not the goddamn point. The point is this, okay? These crazy motherfuckers shouldn't have had them in the first damn place. They shouldn't even look at a Dwayne's even see a part of a fucking gun. The bullet, the chamber, none of that shit. But yet, they still get them. And they still do crazy shit. But um, someone right now in their house is out without a daughter, a son, a wife, a husband, a grandmother, a grandfather, none of that shit. Because someone decides their lives ain't worth shit. Now, um, you don't really want an extra crazy, you know, example of what I'm talking about. I know you heard about that guy who was a, I don't know exactly what state it was. He was a cop in, in, in the in a East Coast, whatever. And he was a catfish for this girl that lived in California. So this crazy bastard drove all the way from where he was to California. He killed the girl's mother and her grandparents in her, their house. He's a cop. I must mind you. And then set the house on fire to cover it up. Kidnapped her. And he ended up getting killed himself. He drove 15, well, let me see, over 2,000 miles to do all that. Because the girl stopped talking to him. He's a police officer. Well, he was a police officer. Now he's Swiss cheese. But show you how crazy this world has gotten. This man drove half oh, all over the goddamn nation to do exactly what the hell he did to this girl's parents and her grandparents. Because he got because he was a he was a catfishing whatever the hell either she did it to him or he did it to her I don't know doesn't matter. But this son bitch drove from the east coast to the west coast to kill all three of her her older adults. And kidnapped her. And I'm like, wow, okay, crazy much. But yeah, but it seems like it gets worse and worse with every passing day. People do not hold their tongue anymore. People will tell you to go kiss their ass and wait for you to get a response. And if you respond wrong, you'll have to get a shot or something because no one fights anymore. They'll call you all kinds of names and you know, call your mama name, call your sister name, everybody name, just to get a rise out of you, just so they can have an excuse to put a hole in your head and then get pissed off when they got to go to jail because of it. Well, you started it. You killed this motherfucker. <sighs> and it's, it's 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just just venting or whatever, but I'm getting really tired of this. I am. I'm getting tired of hearing about this shit. I really am. It, it's getting ridiculous. You can't do nothing without somebody wanting to shoot you. You say something even remotely wrong to somebody, they're liable to come back and blow your damn head off. People get out of damn bed in the morning thinking, hmm, this will be a good day to go out and shoot some people. Why? You know, it's like, okay, what the hell? What? Why? What is the point? And there is no point because the person that did it is dead themselves. Oh, I got somebody here. Give me a Oh, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm like a something bitching about it. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my dear, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. And no, you are. You have no reason to apologize. I am just as frustrated, and it, it it's not only sad. It brings up anger. It brings up fear. I've been held by gunpoint before at a, you know, in my early 20s. And I really, oh, wow. and then, you know, and that was growing up in the 90s, um, yeah. early 2000s. So to see where the world has gone now, because I always thought that we knew that schools were off limits. Yes, yes. I'm the same damn way. Yeah. So when I saw crime, gun crime in particular, rising, I thought, you know, and this is sad to even think this way, you know, I'm glad children are okay. But then I think about the children that don't have parents because of these weapons. But to then hear, you know, Columbine, I think that was the first really big one. Yeah, and, you know, big one. <laughs> yeah. And then you name Sandy Hook, man, breaks my heart. So what made me come up here and I, I was listening to you and I didn't want to stop you at all because you're like, you are speaking it and it's the truth. But I really wanted to join because everything that you're saying, the consequence that we all have to face is that now we have to move differently. Now when I go out, I have to really be aware of my surroundings just going grocery shopping. If someone yeah. cuts me off, or even if I signal and got in front of someone, I'm waving, real over waving, because I want them to know I'm thankful because you just never know what can happen from the moment you leave your home and get in your yeah. car. Yeah, and you don't. It's like, you know, I mean, and I'm the same way. I'm, I'm to the point now, I was, I was and I, I'm i a good driver. Well, I, I call myself a good driver. So I, so my wife says, yeah, I'm a good driver, but whatever. I, I get to the point now that when I go to a, when I get to a light, okay, and you know how cars pull up next to you when they're in the other lane and whatever. Yeah. I'm glancing over at the car, like looking over, looking at the driver. Cause I'm like, and my wife's like, what are you looking at? I was like, I'm looking at this dude over here. And she's like, well, what are you looking at him for? I was like, because I don't know what the hell this dude's thinking. You know, you could probably think, oh, I can put a bullet through his head and I can just keep on driving. Because people are like that now. And you just and I'm, I'm like that with that. And I went to, I, I'm a big movie buff. I go to movies all the, most of the time. 
And the last time I went to the movies, I went to go see uh, Top Gun Maverick, which was a very damn good movie, by the way. <laughs> yes, we yeah. from home. We, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yes. So here I am. I'm walking in the movie theater. I'm thinking, okay, great. I'm about to go watch this movie. And I'm looking at all the people. I'm looking at their hands. I'm looking at their faces. I'm looking at if they got hoods or hands and they got any popcorn or something like that. Because I'm thinking, okay, this dude might be the one that you know decided to start busting caps. And I'm, I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like in the middle of all this. And it didn't used to be like that before. But but now it's like it's a regular thing now. It's like you can't you can't go anywhere now. Yeah. And nothing is off limits. Schools are not limit. Uh, churches, malls, any place. And it's really and that's really scary as hell to me. And I know it's probably scary to you too. So and it's, and it's like that. Yeah, it's terrible. And so. you know another consequence to all of this, besides now having to watch how we move and how we do things is now we're teaching our young ones. We have to teach them their special drills in school. They're, I have a teenager, I'm raising a young man, and it's like I have to, you know, he loves to walk around our apartment complex and like walk the dog, and he loves to go yeah. on walks because he's homeschooled. So because of that, oh. there's a lot of opportunity to take breaks. and. He and he likes to work out. We have a really beautiful gym, but anytime he's gone, you know, at any moment, you just you have to teach your children how yeah. to be aware of their surroundings and how when yeah. out, you know, l read the room first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because these kids, I mean, and and, and no, no disrespect to any kids, because I know people raise their kids differently. But teenagers now, they're more volatile than they were when I was coming up. I mean, you say something wrong. You I mean, you say something remotely wrong to them. And they're liable to come back and be like, okay, I'm going to get you at the school, bro, or get you at the car, your house, or something like that, because they just don't give a damn. Yeah. And it's like, and that's really scary, too. And I'm thinking, okay, damn, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you can't say anything, like, remotely, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that or something. You can't yell at them like you used to and stuff like that. Oh, Because they're, they're just, they snap. Yeah, it's they like, okay. You know what I noticed with my teenager, and I at fifteen, I when he was fifteen, I used to do so much for him, and I couldn't believe how much I didn't even know I was doing it. I was so I'm I'm ninety percent of the time I'm a single mother, and so I didn't even realize. And I only have the one son, so yeah, and he's the only grandson in the family, so yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> Attention. And I just, I didn't realize how much I was doing for, for him, like even putting away dishes when he's done, washing dishes, um, you know, just, I didn't even know because I just got in the habit of it. And then at 15, he was out of control. He will tell you. He he's also a life coach and wanting to be a mentor to other teens. And oh. he, he will tell you, like, he was out of control, talking back beyond sneaking on the internet, the video games. It was, and then um, just the talk back. And it, it, we, we did a lot of therapy, you know. Um, yeah. Now here we are, he's 16. He is so, there's been such a drastic change in his behavior. 
really what it comes down to that he expressed beautifully for me is that, yes, he's 16 and he knows that he's a child, but he just also wants to make sure he's heard and that he knows that the way he goes about it isn't correct and he would like to correct that. I can respect lot more because I do think, you know, we're getting, we're digressing and I didn't mean to, I'm sorry, but. No, it, no, no, you're fine there. You're fine. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, cause in, in thinking about it though, that's, that's good that he knows that, that he, that he's like, okay, I, I know I'm 16. I know I'm still a kid. I'm not grown. And i like, cause you know, kids these days, especially when they get to that certain age, they think they're all yeah. grown and know every damn thing. Yeah. Every kid is like that. But it's good that he knows that. And it's not like he's like, well, you know, you can be telling me I'm 16. Man. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, no, you don't. You're still a kid, kid. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know? He knows even so, if he's yeah. still, you know, his stepdad and I tell him all the time, like, even when you're 18, <laughs> you still, you know, like even at 21, yeah. I still felt like a kid. You know, I thought. Yeah, I- but they, every parent's like that. It's like my mom was like that too. I was like, I was, I mean, I mean my mom was like in her 80s when she passed away and i was still scared of her i was like mom i, I couldn't i wouldn't say like like even remotely wrong to her because she was smacking inside the head and i'd be like damn okay <laughs> you know but but it's good though but see but see you you taught him how to you know respect himself and respect you and respect the, the role that he's in and stuff like that and even that sometimes could i mean the little smallest things that would, especially with teenagers these days, because they catch, they're catching all kinds of hell now. They, they, they can't get it. They get it from school. They get it online. Uh, you know, they, their friends may be doing something they don't want to do. They like, you know, peer pressure, like 10,000 and whatever. And it's, and it's really scary. I mean, I got a 16 year old myself. I, I haven't seen her in five years, but I got a 16 year old girl and I wanted the girl just to begin just to let you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, every time I think about it, I'm like, okay, I hope that she's all right. Because her mom, me and her mom are not on the same page right now. That's why I haven't seen her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think about her going to school every day and, you know, who she's hanging around with and stuff like that. Just just being a, trying to be aware, even though I'm not around her, you know? Yes. And with all the stuff that's going, that's going on these days, kids are just like, they're, they're, they, they snap at anything. And it scares the hell out of me because I'm thinking, okay, somebody decides, hey, I'm going to go back to school and, you know, start just blowing holes through people. And I'm thinking, okay, great. My daughter's in the middle of all this. <laughs> and it scares the hell out of me. Was, which is probably why I also, why I'm so so vivid about this. Because, like, it seems like no one is is caring about it. I it's know. Like it's, it's like a, yeah, it's a normal thing now. So I I'm know. like, no, it's not normal. These people are dying and... You'll never know why, because the person that did it, he's not talking or he's no longer here himself. So it's just like, ugh, it's, a, it's a frustrating. <sighs> so you know, I had to talk about it. I, <laughs> you know, and I think Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook, wasn't that a young kid? Wasn't it a teenager? Yes, he was, uh, he was about, uh, about 16 or 17, I believe. He shot his mom before he did any of that stuff. Yes, that's right. And the principal. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh, man. I mean, and I was living in Nebraska at the time. I was at work, and I come home, and my wife and my, my father-in-law was living with us at the time. And, and they were sitting in front of the TV. They were all, I mean, they were, like, really into it. I was like, what's going on? And my wife's like, you didn't hear about it? I was like, hear about what? She said, Sandy Hook. I was like, what the, what the hell is a Sandy Hook? And she said, it was in school, and I start watching. They killed all these kids. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And he was he was 17, I think he was, and he used a, a rifle from his mom's house who he shot her first with and then and then decided to go to the school and just start 
shooting kids. I know. And it's like, that was <laughs> what bad. the hell? Yeah. You know, I do something that you said, because um, I thought, I felt that way too, that no one else is like talking about it. No one cares. I really think, and the only ones we do here talk about are, about, are the politicians. And then we got this whole debate. Oh, yeah. This whole debate over gun, no guns, with rights on guns, you know, and I don't even want to get into the part. <laughs> that, that's a whole other, <laughs> But that's the only conversation we're hearing. And we here at home raising our families, paying the tax dollars, we are the most affected by it. And I think that we don't know what to do because... Um, there, it, it feels like to me, like it's out of my control because I can't, I can pray. Um, yeah. I, I'm a life coach, so I can talk, you know, I have, you know, spoken to families and, you know, I, I can do that. I can, you know, put the message out there. I can use my voice to speak up because I do think that's how we do see change, even though sometimes it takes a very long time to see yeah. the that change but i think that people do know i think no one knows what samaritans don't know what to do and i also think that it's to the point where um people are just skipping past the news because it's just you know you don't want to hear about three men died a, da, 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 a cop killed a young boy you know you just you're just like yeah uh, yeah and, and so um for me and I think this is very interesting. I, I have, I was diagnosed with some mental health challenges in 2013, you know, like anxiety and depression. And then okay. at some point, and, and that came out of nowhere. I can't even tell. I wasn't even in a stressful situation. I was just <laughs> laughing, being lazy, watching TV, and all of a sudden thought I was going to have a heart attack. Like literally chest hurting, hands, every, the, the whole thing. Anyways, and then that repeatedly happened. And finally, um, they were like, this is anxiety. And, you know, and then it then turned into depression because I didn't, couldn't understand what was, you know, it was uncontrollable. I had to wrap my brain. Yeah, it. yeah but, see, oh, yeah, go I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, but then eventually from anxiety to depression, one day I was outside and all of a sudden I felt fearful. I felt energy coming from lots of different people. And I was like really people watching. And I started thinking that I was going to die, like that someone would shoot me. And if I'm being very vulnerable, I would say I had like these images in my head. Now, let me say this. When I say images, I know they're not real. I'm like, yeah. it's it's different from like schizophrenia or something. Um, it, I know they're not real and I don't actually see it in front of me. But, you know, I have a really big imagination. So um, when fear kicked in um, and there's this heightened, you know, shooting spree going on, all of a sudden, one day, I just thought, I, I started having these images that I get shot in the head and I'm on the ground and whoever I'm with at the time, they're over me. Like I, this whole time, like what could be talking to me in my brain, 
um, is locked in on that image. I got to the point where I couldn't lay in my bed and put the covers over my head because I thought I felt like I was in a coffin. I was scared to take a shower because I thought like that movie where the guy stabs the woman in the shower. I mean, it started I started getting this huge amount of fear of dying and it and it went on and on and on. And then it got to the point when I went to restaurants, I needed to sit until this day. I still need to. The reason I say needed and use it past tense, because I've done so much growth since then. Now I know the, when my body's responding. So it almost feels like talking about a past person. But um, but even when if I do go to a restaurant, because I really don't like eating out, because I think my home cook- cooking is the clean yeah. cooking. But <laughs> when I do go, <laughs> I try to watch where I sit. I need to make sure that the door isn't, the door to enter the restaurant isn't behind me. I don't know who, if if someone's going to come in with a gun. I need to see them coming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, and people are like that anyway. I mean, because my dad was like that too. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to this because he we was sent a booth and he was sent with his 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 face facing toward the door. And I always asked, I was like, Why are you doing that for? He's like, No, because I want to see whoever's coming in. And at first, I was I was a kid, so I was like, Okay, well, whatever the hell that means. But now I'm I'm finding myself doing the same damn thing. I'm up there like I'll go to the restaurant. I'm like, okay, I got I got to stand right here, make sure I got to angle the door. So if something goes down, I can see where every exit is, so I can get the hell out of here. And and like I said, I was I was not like that until God. I mean, I guess it was probably after I after I moved back to Kansas City. I, I mean, Nebraska, you you get the you know, only time you ever feel that way was when you were in Lincoln or Omaha. Which is like where four we were is like a long way away, but after I got back here to KC, you know, I started finding myself looking around, and every time you stopped at a light or something, I'm looking around at people and looking at their cars and you know, seeing what they what they're talking about on the phone or something like you know, just being well, basically paranoid. And I'm not paranoid. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a paranoid guy, but but the way things are these days, you know, being paranoid is not actually a very bad thing. You know, it's like, okay, you're being aware of everything. So, but it's, 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 it shouldn't be that way, but I know this is a new century and I know things are different now and nothing's like it was when I was coming up and whatever, nobody, nothing is, but it's just really, really, you know, it's, it's, it's scary, it's frustrating and it's like really, really like, you know, crazy. It's just, I mean, because you don't know what the hell people are thinking. They just, you know, they they may be, they may look straight, they may look like they're normal or whatever. And next thing you know, they're pulling out AK forty sevens and start just shooting people for just because it's Tuesday. It's like I'm about to die because this guy's got a got a you know got a problem. And I'm like, I'm not trying to die because of that. And you know but, what? Um, yeah. That's the other thing, and this is where I I, I if I'm being vulnerable again. Um, this is where I feel like it's a fine line for me because now as someone, cause this happened, um, I was diagnosed in 2013. So, you know, it went from anxiety to depression and now the new one, after I started having fear of being out in public was, oh, well, it's agoraphobia too. And then, um, they were like, so it's always with the gun. Mostly I'm like, most of the time, like when I see these images and I feel this fear, yeah, it's with the gun. And so then they said PTSD because of the time I was robbed with a gun. So I have all these, you know, diagnoses and 
my doctor tells me, you know, they put you on all these medications, even though I've never tried to commit suicide and I've never have harmed anyone and I'm not a gun owner. And honestly, I, I think mommy's strength would come through if someone broke in this house. But other than that, like, I'm not even a fighter. I don't want to fight. Um, I ain't trying yeah. to that. But you talk to your doctors and every time you see your psychiatrist, your psychiatrist is like, are you still having this feeling like you're going to die? And it's like, yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's there. And so they start making all these assumptions, you know, I don't want to call them a, yeah, these assumptions, they start putting their opinions on you and because they have the degrees. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. They think they know everything. Yeah. And you don't <laughs> And so one day, you know, going back to a year and a half ago, I started having something new pop up where I was just shaky. I was like physically shaky and was having problems speaking and always felt like I wanted to cry and getting out of bed and doing anything felt just impossible. And every time I got in my car, by the time I made it to my location, I was like trembling, shaking. And in the last year and a half, you know, my dad had passed away and my son got severely depressed and I had to get him some treatment for that. And not to mention COVID was going on. So our two, oh, yeah. our kids was going through that. And if you already had depression, COVID definitely made it worse. And if you didn't have depression, then you probably do now, you know, cause I'm getting a yeah. lot meeting a lot of people like that. But anyways, I go and I see my doctor and this was just two months ago that she told me this. Um, I told her my new things that were going on and she said, you're manic. You are manic and we need to put you on another medication. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's when I, I said, <laughs> no. I said, you mean to tell me my father passed away. My son then had to move to a whole nother state. We've never been apart, by the way. And you know, in the world, there's everything happening to a child on the news. You mean to tell me no one else would be feeling this way? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. yeah. without her, her whole diagnosis, maybe I'm just feeling everything. Maybe my heart is just like, I'm, I'm sensitive. I don't mind saying it. Maybe I'm just real sensitive. And yeah. I, and this, and, but you know what she said to me? She said, yes, I hear what you're saying, but I'm watching the same news and I'm not trembling like you are. I am watching the same news and, and hearing the same sad stories, but I'm not having these images. Oh, that's bull. She, okay, <laughs> and, and not be cutting you off. Because oh, no, you're that, good. You're good. It's, it's bull, but I, but I, but I was I was I was thinking something else too. No one right now. I don't care how people look on TV or how they say. Oh well, I'm I'm in, I'm in charge of my entire life or anything. No one is happy right now. Everybody's depressed about something. Somebody's either mad, depressed, or sad about something. Even rich people are are sad right now because COVID really messed up everybody. Okay, anybody that was, I mean. For example, anybody that was like a, a like a you know like a person that stayed in themselves or whatever, COVID was like right up their alley. They're like, okay, I ain't gonna be wrong, I ain't gonna be bothered with nobody. So cool, this, this is great. But people that are socializing, like they go out to clubs and they go to you know go out to like you no know, dinner sessions and all that type of stuff, 
COVID really killed all that for them. And they, were, they, they didn't know what the hell to do with themselves. Yeah. So they're all sitting around the house like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because they, they watch Netflix to like all the like, all the movies are gone. <laughs> and, you know, they, they can play like video games until their fingers start bleeding and stuff. And it's like, okay, what the hell am I going to do now? So when people start, you know, coming out of their cocoons, as I call them because of COVID, they, they didn't know how to act. They were all like, okay, well, wow, that, there's, there's people around. I, I can actually, you know, go up to them and say hi and stuff like that. And, and, but, it's, but some people are still like, okay, I'm going to stay my ass in the house. I ain't going to talk to nobody. They talk to me. That's great. If they don't, I don't care. But see, like you were saying, somebody that has already has depression and anxiety and everything, COVID was like, was like murder. It was just horrible, like, okay. Horrible. Yeah. Woo. I was terrified. I was, you don't understand. Like, I took it to the level. I have a go bag. My son and I got those big camping bags. We've got yeah. camping goods in them, fresh shoes, swim stuff, a change of clothes. I mean, it really opened my eyes to like, it was like the apocalypse or something. It was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, and I mean, and then, okay, and then TV, and I mean, some of those TV shows they had on at the time did not help that at all, okay? There was this movie came out, it was called Songbird, and I don't know <laughs> if you ever seen it or not, but that it's about, about COVID. Okay, and I'm thinking, I'm like, and and this room, let's let you know how how bad I know this because in 2020 I had COVID. I had I was in the hospital with pneumonia in both my lungs, and I was uh, I was like losing weight, and I was it was really depressing. My mom passed the same year, so I'm in the hospital like, damn, I'm about to about to die right along with her. Um, and I'm up here watching this, these commercials on TV in this hospital bed. I'm in ICU, you know. I'm remembering some stuff and some I don't. <laughs> and, uh, this movie, this, this commercial came off for Songbird. So I was like, what the hell is this Songbird? I think it's like a musical. So I'm like, hey, Songbird, hey. Oh, with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I think it's something like, well, no, that's actually another one. But this one was oh. about, like, right when COVID was, like, at its worst. And it was, and they had this thing that, you know, you can read COVID on persons, like, from this, like, a radar they had. And if you had it, it was like, it was like a really extremely bad version of it. It was like COVID-20 or something like that. It was, it was pretty bad. Oh, so. Wow. Yeah. So people were locked in their houses. People could knock the people knock on the door and like, no, you can't come to the door. And people were getting taken to this like this village where they had all these people that had COVID and they were dying, dropping dead left and right. And I'm up here watching this movie. I'm up here watching this commercial and I'm in the and I must mind you, I'm in the hospital bed. I'm super like, why in the hell would somebody make a movie like about and this happening? <laughs> you know? So this nurse comes in, I was like, What do you want? What, what's going on? She's like what, what, sir, are you okay? I said, hell no, I'm not all right. I'm, 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 I'm looking at this commercial over here, and this lady, and these, and these, there, and of course, there's a cross, like a cross lover thing. So, you know, you got some kind of love yeah. interest in these type of movies. So the girl is in her house with her mom, and her mom has this COVID. So of course, if she has it, then of course she'll probably have it too. So she's trying to figure out how to keep these people from coming to your. Because if you leave your house and you have this stuff, they have all rights and, and privileges to shoot you. That's how bad this movie. I was like, Whoa. why in the hell am I watching this damn commercial? <laughs> you know, so it, it messed up a lot of people. But see, but see now and but now that not to say COVID is gone away, but it's, it's still around, but it's not as bad as it was in 2020. And people are coming out of these cocoons and stuff and they're all like, OK, well, how the hell am I supposed to act now? Because I, I ain't been around these people in almost a whole year. And, uh, you know, some are kind of they're a little bit testy. And they are like, you know, you say something to them, like, what the hell do you mean by that? You know, and they just, they snap on you. 
And I, um, I was a, I'm a security officer. <laughs> so I'm up there like, and I've, I've had people cuss me out for just asking, are you okay? Like, sir, ma'am, are you okay? What the hell you mean by that? Why am I okay? I'm like, okay, okay, I'm calm now. Musa, it's okay. I'm just asking you, all right, because you look like you kind of lost, <laughs> you yeah. know? And they cuss you out, and they want to go back and get their bats and guns and everything and blow your head off. And I'm like, okay, I just asked you how what, what time it is. So I asked, you know. But, yeah, but COVID messed up a lot of people. And it, and it made, and it, and it, uh, and it made, uh, it made like, a lot of people, it made a lot of stuff come to the surface, like mm-hmm. uh, racism and sexism and everything else and it's and it and it's all because of this this virus so it's what like okay damn no a I, lot of people are like that i think we already had all of these things it's just that covid um magnified it and it shows yes. it showed us how technology and certain movies had affected people's minds and it showed us that we are and I think that was the scariest part for me. There used to be a time in the world where we wanted to be good Samaritans. And now trust is lost between us and anyone we don't know. Yes. Yeah, you're damn right about that one. Yeah. And I mean, and, and you're right, because back in, you know, before all this stuff happened, everybody was kind of like, OK, well, you see something going on. Someone will say, OK, I'm going to call the call, you know, so-and-so or call the cops or something and tell them what's going on. But now it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to get involved in that because it's none of my business. I'm just going to stay in, in my lane and stay there and whatever happens, happens. And then, you know, when it finally comes out that, you know, what happened was wrong, then they'll start talking. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. It's, it's, it depends on the person, you know. And if you were a recluse before this happened, then you were probably, they were probably like recluse by a thousand now. They're like, I ain't talking to nobody. I ain't going to my house. I ain't getting my food, nothing. Never. Mm-hmm deliver to the houses, but you can do that now. So it's like, why the hell do we even go outside? <laughs> you know, which, and, 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 it, and it goes back again to, to, to gun problems. Cause you want to go to, if you want to, if you want to go out with your, your spouse or your girlfriend or something like that, go to a restaurant and you want to sit there, you want to feel safe that you're sitting there talking to them. But if you've got somebody that's, that's like a disgruntled employee or someone that just got up in the morning and said, Hey, this is a good day to go kill some people. And they pick your restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like you're screwed. So you're like, what the hell? What the hell did we do? You know, and you'll never know because they won't. I mean, it's not like going to be like, well, I came here to kill these people because, you know, so and so, so and so. They they just, just, just do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, and it's like, damn, what the? And, and, and I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, you think these people get up in the morning and was like, wow, this is a great day to go out and shoot some people. <laughs> I, I, I always ask that. And she's like, I don't know, honey. I was like, well, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a, just a question because it's like they just and they just do it, and it's like, you no, know, they, they ruin people's lives, they they take people's family away from them, and if they decide to kill themselves, you'll never know why. You'll just be you'll be in limbo for the rest of your damn life. Yeah. You know, and it's like, why the hell did you do this for? Well, I was I just felt like the sun came up, and I decided to go out and start shooting people. You'll never know because they, yeah. But do it. It's like what you were saying earlier. I was listening to you. You said, I mean, I, I'm not for fighting, but you're like, I mean, you said people don't want to fight anymore. It's like people don't even want to have a conversation anymore. People don't. People yeah, you're don't, right. You're right. Just use, you have a disagreement and voices get raised or whatever. It's like the option shouldn't be 
I'm going to pull out my gun, license or not, whether, you know, license to carry or not. And like I said, I don't know a lot about politics. I don't care. Yeah. And just shoot somebody because they're, they are, you don't like the way they're speaking to you and tensions are rising. I'm not saying I'm agreeing to fighting or violence at all, but yeah. the option should be a shoot. Yeah. And, and, and okay. And, and I was telling somebody else this too, and I may be wrong, but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right though. All these, all these prisons in this country are overcrowded. Everyone from, from, from the West coast all the way to the East, they're all crowd, overcrowded. I was like, well, you know why it is right now? This guy was like, why? I said, because it's filled with dumb people. <laughs> these people, all these guys are in there. They probably, they probably would got to a fight with somebody for some dumbass reason. And they're like, man, I'm gonna kill this fool. And then they get mad when they're in jail. It's just like, okay, did you think they were going to send you to like a club fed or something? <laughs> okay, you just shot somebody. So the question is going to throw you in, throw you in jail. So it's like that's why all these damn prisons are overcrowded because they got you know guys that didn't want to fight that day. And I, and I'm not I'm not condoning fighting either. I'm not saying go out and punch somebody in the face and then run away. But you know when I was a kid, my my you know I was I would get into a fight and we would fight and I get hit, you get hit, you know I get my face busted or my lip busted and Next couple of days later, we're up there talking to each other. Like, hey, you all right? I'm cool. How are you doing? I'm fine. And that was the end of it. But now you say two words to somebody. Like, you say, what's up, man? Or what's up, dog? Or whatever. And you'll have to get your head shot off for saying just, say just slightly out of, out of turn. And you'll have to get killed for it. It was like, what, what did they say? He was like, well, you kind of looked at me wrong. Yeah. And you killed him? <laughs> and you killed him? Why? Well, because he, he looked at me, man. I'm like, Okay, I'm looking at you. Are you gonna shoot me? <laughs> you know, and they just don't know the answer to that. It's like, oh god. And then they go to jail, they go to prison, and they get these buku numbers of prison time, and then they get pissed off about that. And it's like, okay, did you did you not think that you were not going to go to jail? Mm-hmm. You killed somebody. You got caught. So of course they're gonna throw you in jail, probably for like three or four hundred years, and you'll just you know that'll be it. So it's just, it's crazy. I think but it, nobody thinks about it, you know. <laughs> I, I no, no, think, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's scary too, because I love watching documentaries and I look at those documentaries, you know, the the kid, teenage documentaries where they're in juvenile detention yeah, and yeah, yeah. the documentaries with the men in prison, the ones on death row. And some of those men, they truly are regretful they say, because, you know, I don't know them personally, but they yeah. say that they are regretful and that they're they're reading God's word now. And some of them, they do not care at all, have no remorse. And that's frightening. But we're, and then some of them do have a mental health challenge. And that's where that, not that's where I feel like there's so much discrimination against people with mental health challenges because especially like within families, depending on what kind of family you grew up in. But in my family, grow up to tell people outside of your family, your business, and you definitely didn't go see a therapist or a psychiatrist. And, and then when I did get put on medication, I got a lot of, you know, when I did say something that made complete sense, I would get 
um, that don't make no sense at all. It must be because you're on your medication, you know, and <laughs> you know, they blame it on that. Or you could rightfully be upset about something and it's blamed on <laughs> blamed yeah. on health thing. Yeah. Like that is so unfair. <laughs> and so when it- Like what did I do? I didn't do that. I, yeah. You know, <laughs> someone that is doing the interpersonal, I'm doing the work and it took a long time to get there um, because it took recognizing first what I needed to adjust. Um, I didn't ask for this uh, mental health challenge, but I'm left with being responsible and accountable for it. And especially if I want to be happy, feel happy and have really meaningful relationships. But there, there are people who are locked up and they have a mental health challenge. And yes, they did shoot someone, kill someone. Um, and I do think anyone that kills anybody should be should be sentenced. Should there are consequences for that? But yeah. but I a lot of talk that I was hearing because you know we only talk about gun crime and mental health crimes when they're happening. Um, if there's not one currently happening, then you won't hear about it until it comes back up and then it's all over the news. Um, but yep. then we all stop talking about it. But I guarantee the families that are grieving from it, it's long lasting. Um, yep. I, I, back when there was some shooting, I'm not sure which one, sadly, um, you know, they were saying things about people with people with mental health challenges and and having guns and the way the media portrays, you know, the the guns person and then relating it to their mental health. And then, you know, all this, all the neighbors come out and then family members come out. Well, they had this and blah, 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 blah. I, I just I'm, I have a mental health challenge. It's made me a better person and I'm not a gun owner. And I just think it's kind of a fine line. Um, and I just don't want, I think it's what make people, and I say this from experience, from meeting a lot of people, people are afraid now to talk about their mental health challenge because they're afraid they're going to be looked at like that. Like, yeah, yeah. And then, and like, yeah, and they, they, they say they're like, they, they probably think they will, they'll think they're crazy or they're like not all there <laughs> and stuff like that. Cause I, cause I've had, I've had my run-ins with people thinking that I was mentally challenged. I, I've, I've dealt with that pretty much my entire life. And people are like, well, are you, I mean, cause I've had kids, I've had, I've had grown ass people tell me they're like, you must be retarded. I'm like, damn, okay. Why do I be like that? Yeah. But I, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm almost I I yeah I get my little depression every once in a while and I get in because uh, I, I I can remember everything so I remember stuff from like twenty thirty years ago where everybody else in my family is like they only know what they did yesterday mm -hmm. and you know but because of that they all think that well he's kind of special and and my mom she used to treat me like I was special my dad thought I was crazy so I was like I was I, I didn't have a I I didn't have a you know a corner nowhere so I had to prove every time I did something you know it was my surprise. So if I'd say like, for example, when I got my license, I, I got my license a little bit late. I'm not gonna tell you how old I was, but I was late. And I told my mom and my mom was like, oh my God, you got your license, that's great. I got <laughs> one brother and three sisters and they all got their license just like I did, but it was no fanfare. It's like, oh, okay, well you got your license, okay, woohoo. But when I got him, it was like, oh my God, he got his license, that's great. 
It's like they thought I was not going to get there. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then when I graduated from high school, they, my mom was like, I mean, like I said, I got a brother, three sisters. They all graduated, okay, before me. I come out there like, oh my God, you're going to graduate. That's great. Yay. I'm thinking, okay, well, did you not think I was not going to graduate? <laughs> you know? But yeah, but see, but, but the thing about it is, though, is I, I know I'm not crazy. I'm not mentally challenged. I'm not none of that stuff. Yeah, I get a little depressed once in a while, but it's not like to the point where I'm ready to go out and, you know, jump into Missouri or something, Missouri River. But, you know, but it's, you know, but everybody thinks that way. So I had to prove myself every single day when I get up and go out and work and stuff like that, that I can actually do this without, you know, having voices in my head. And mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not on any kind of medication, even though people say I should be. But the thing is, though, is I don't, I don't, I try my best to, I try to stay on the straight and narrow. And people, you know, sometimes they try to, you know, throw me off a little bit. I'm like, okay, no, no, I'm not going to do that because they'll cost me my job and I'm not trying to go to jail and all that kind of crap. <laughs> but, and of course, because of that, I'm a nerd. So I'm like, okay, I'm a nerd now. I guess I'm, I'm a nerd. I don't yeah. want to do that. So, and everybody that I went to school with, they, um, they, they got their little families and stuff like that. And they do, they do their little, little, you no know, dirt on the weekends and stuff like drinking and, smoking and stuff like that. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm too old for it. I didn't do it when I was younger, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, but it's, but it's just that, you know, because of that, I, I'm, I'm still alive. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that all, all that is because I stayed out of, out of trouble or anything. I got my little trouble, but it wasn't like, like major trouble. And, you know, like I said, my dad thought I was crazy. So he sent me to like every damn psychiatrist you can think of. Especially in California, them, them, them psychiatrists out there, they think they know every damn thing. And they all thought that they were all like, well, no, he's not crazy. He's just, you know, he's just very eccentric. And I am. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't wear like baseball caps no more. I wear like my little fedora when I go outside and I got my little leather jacket I've been wearing for like 23 years. And <laughs> I'm an old schooler, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm like, not to say stuck in my ways, but I like the old ways better. Yeah. And some people are like, we need to grow up and you need to get with the, get with the program. And I'm like, okay, I, I got my program. I'll go. You go ahead and you know, go do your little computer thingy, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, but you know, but I mean, but I, I but I never thought about, you know, I mean, I, I was bullied in school, but I never thought about bringing a gun to school. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I, and I told somebody that I was like, I said, well, I got bullied on a daily. I got bullied from kindergarten all the way to damn near up to college. And I, I mean, by everybody. So, but I never thought, hey, I'm going to come in. I'm, you know what? I'm going to get you tomorrow, man. I'm bringing my gun to school and just start capping people because they'll make it, they'll make it me officially out of my damn mind. Mm -hmm. So I never done it. So it's like, okay. So when I see, I hear another kid getting bullied and they're like, well, I'm going to kick this go, Whoa, hey, don't be taking no damn skit. What are you trying to, you trying to prove them right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know, but, you know, but people are just snap. Just, yeah. I don't get it. That's why my son is homeschool, you know, because in night he was he was in public school, but then ninth grade is it ninth is ninth grade the start of junior high? Yeah, ninth grade he just got so he got bullied, and then he came home with uh, like choke marks around his neck, and I had to take him. Yeah. To and see room and he had a bruised rib and you know i just thought and then you know when i'm waiting for him when i'm picking him up picking him up i was always hearing these kids you know cursing and talking about sex and they know there are other parents around waiting to pick up their 
kids and they don't care, you know? And so. Yeah, they don't. They do not give a damn. They're like, they be talking about like full blown positions. They're like, hey, man, come on. <laughs> Bro, how old are you? Don't you hear that crap? How old are you again? Like 14. You ain't too mean thinking about it. You ain't not as spell sex, more or less dabbing, having it. Come on, get that along. But I, but I know what you mean. I I, I mean, when I was. Um, when I, my, my nephew started school, he was, uh, you know, he, he came home one day because he was living with me and my, my mother. And uh, he was like, hey, uh, man, they were talking about, you know, talking about some, uh, some, some sexual stuff. I was like, what kind of sexual stuff? He's like, well, I don't want to tell you, man, because I don't want you to think I'm a pervert or something. I'm like, well, what did they say it or did you? He's like, no, I, I, I didn't say nothing. Well, I'm like, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so he was, uh, but I was bullied. Oh, I was bullied a lot. And it's, and it has affected me. You know, even now, it's like, I, I mean, all the kids I got bullied by, I'm mostly friends with them now. I mean, because it's been like 20 years since I've been out of school. Wow. But when they were like, yeah. And I, and I actually confronted one of the one, one of the worst ones. I confronted them at a reunion of mine. And I was like, I said, man, you did me pretty damn wrong, dude. He's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, man, you threw me in the lockers and threw a baseball. He threw a basketball in my head. I had a big old knot in the back of my head for like about a day or two. Because he, I mean, he threw it hard. It was like, bing, and just, you know. And I was like, you chub me in the clockers and make fun of me, threw papers at me and stuff. I was like, what What the hell was the deal with that? He's like, well, and, and when he said this, I was like, damn, that's cold. He said I was an easy mark. I was like, an easy mark? He's like, yeah, man, you had, like, messed with me all over you, man. I was like, man, just, just screw it. I was hoping you won't fight me one day. I was like, why would you want me to fight you for? I'm like, me too, me too old for that, man. But, but like I said, now, in this day and age, you get bullied too much. And the person that does it, they're liable to come back and and like just do all carry stuff and just start blowing people away and you know everything else. And it's like I'm I would never do that. But you know, kids now they 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 figure that's the only way they can get rid of it. And it's like no, you you can I mean you can fight them, but they'll be just like you know fighting the whole school. You can't do that. Yeah, communicate. You know, I told my son because my son tried to hide it. Um, if I hadn't. Oh. Um, like, yeah, he wasn't going to tell me. I noticed because I noticed he was acting strange. You know, he was trying to cover up his neck and trying to pretend that his ribs didn't hurt because he was embarrassed because it happened in gym class and he made his team lose. And oh. it, was, it was much shorter than him. And yeah, yeah, there was just, you know, you know, it's hard being a young man. It's hard growing up to be a young woman. And yeah. you know, you know, you got some girls that develop more quickly than other girls. And there's some boys that are just more athletic. Like I said, he's raised 90% by me. He sees his dad every other weekend. So, you know, so the, and his dad is not a sports person at all. And so he, oh, might, that, that helps. <laughs> so, no, that yeah. God, you know, in gym class, they tortured him. They hid his shoe one time and he was walking around um, most of the day with only one shoe. And then, you know, I had to go up there and, and, and ask some adult, like, how could no one call me? It was just so much that I decided we were going to homeschool. And homeschool has its other drawbacks. Um, yet I can... You know, with homeschooling, you can control, you know, they're safer. Well, you know, with yeah. a plane, you know, a plane can malfunction over my apartment, you know, like what's safe, you know, but I do know he is more safe 
at home than in public schools because yeah my my baby sister does that with her kids with my nephews too then they're actually i think one graduated a couple of years ago from from high school and uh, my, my niece is in in mizzou right now she graduated from homeschooling and now she only got three more and 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 right now especially this day and age that's probably safer even though there's guys drawbacks too but it's a lot safer because you know where your kids are and you know that you're in front of them and they ain't got to worry about going outside and, you know, going to a bus or something. And someone decides, hey, this is a good time to go just start spraying people. Yeah. And, you know, and at first when I, she first told me that, I was like, you can actually homeschool all these kids. She's like, yeah. I was like, why? She's like, because it'd be a lot safer. I'm thinking, yeah, what the hell are you talking about? And and now I know I'm like, OK, you're right. Because he's I mean, and, and it's not just and it's not like and sometimes it's not even the kids that do it. It's like most adults are like that, too. They're like, you know, they figured, OK, I'm going to go into school and, uh, you know, start doing some damage. And it's like, what the hell do kids do to y'all? It's just, you know, I know. You know I mean, it could be mental health. It could be just because they're crazy bastards. It, it could be both. Who the hell knows? But it's just like I'm getting tired of every time I turn a TV on, especially when it comes to schools. I'm thinking, what in the hell do these kids do to you that you had to go up there and start just blowing them away? It's just like they don't even know you, you know? And it scares the hell out of me because when I was, I mean, I, I, I'm scared of my, with my nephews and nieces and everything too. Mm-hmm. But now that I have a daughter, I'm like, okay, every time I hear about that, I'm thinking, okay, well, I hope she's all right. Cause her mom's not going to tell me, but I'm thinking, okay, I hope she's all right. And I hope she's hanging around with a nice group of kids and they ain't bullying her every day. And, and then now this, this day and age, kids get bullied in person or they get, they get bullied online. Yes. And, that's even worse because, like, you know, that you can't stop it. You can turn TV, you can turn computer off and turn back on, still there. And then you come to school and they, they all laugh at you, you know. So they get it from both barrels. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm thinking, damn, it was bad for, for me, but now it's like 10 times worse. And I can see why kids snap and, you know, either kill themselves or trying to want to kill somebody else. I mean, not to say it's a, I condone it, but I can understand it. But it's still really just really sad. It really is. It, it's sad. It's disheartening. It, and, you know, I'm, I'm someone, at, you know, as trying to make ends meet, raising my son, you know, I'm very much a, try to be a problem solver. Okay, there's this situation. Okay, what are the steps I need to do to solve it? Okay, so this is a situation we're all facing in this world, and that's the increase of crime, particularly with gun crime. I, I can't fix that alone. And no, no. A lot of it and you can, no one can. It's <laughs> like if you if one person doesn't do it. I mean, not to say it's, it's going to stop overnight. Because I mean, because it's, it's it's probably never going to. As long as there's people walking the earth, there are people going to be making guns, and people are going to be using them. Mm-hmm. But it's like if somebody decides, okay, well, look, this this stuff has got it, got something's got to give. And if some other people say it, and especially if you're in politics or whatever, they actually say something that's actually worth a damn, then they can probably do something about it. But as long as people are saying, well, no, the guns ain't doing any damn thing. We leave them alone. It's like, okay, what about the people they're killing? I mean, what about them? And they still don't know that they're all just in, in my in this pet peeve I have, and I they be, every time they say this, I just want to just choke the hell out of them. They say, "Well, guns don't kill people; people kill people." Oh, I know. I'm like, I I want to just smack the hell. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm with guns you. Guns don't kill people; people kill people. They kill people with guns. 
Okay, the people that in these manufacturing places make these damn guns and they use them to kill other people. So that means that people do kill people. Again, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I yeah. like just be like, I just want to just grab them, and be like, just shake the hell out. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <sighs> God, I hate that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I no, don't even say it. Don't even, it's like a cuss word. And I was like, don't, don't say it again, please. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'll be like, I'm about to smack the hell out of you. <laughs> you know? I, but it just, you know, it gets frustrating. It really does. I wonder if it wasn't guns, if people would just go around. It would be stabbings on the high, you know, like yeah, yeah. The way the guns. Yeah, I've, I've heard a couple of stabbings. That, I mean, there was a guy just recently that stabbed some people or whatever. I'm like, oh great, so now they're doing a stealth mode thing now. Okay, that's that's great. But you're right. But if it wasn't, if it's not guns, it's something else that can kill you easy, even easier. And so, you know, it, it, like, what is going on? Well, that's a big question, isn't it? What is? <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. What's, what's going on? And you'll be, you'll hear it from me. I don't know. And you know, it's, it's like, okay, never mind. But <laughs> mankind, it's like I just, it's yeah. And yeah, but yeah, it's like, okay, and then I, I have this thing that I say, and people, and I had a lady laugh at me because I was, she thought it was funny, but I was, I was dead serious. It's like, I said, the only way that there will ever be peace on this planet is if everything on it was dead. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Robert, you're the stuff, but I'm like, no, no, I'm serious. I mean, because as long as people are walking this damn earth, there's going to be violence, there's going to be racism, there's going to be sexism. Somebody's going to think they're better than me or me better than them or whatever they think. And it'll keep going and going and going. I said, but if everybody was gone, there wouldn't be nothing. There'd be peace. There'd be nobody here. But, you know. And they all look at me like, oh, you're so, you're so funny. Yeah. We, we won't yeah, be funny. able to enjoy ha, ha. life. He said funny, ha ha. No, but. I'm but, a funny guy, yeah. <laughs> we won't be able to enjoy life. I want to live here and not be worried about and I, and I understand that and and, and and there's nothing wrong with that everybody has, is entitled to some kind of fun or you know relaxation or something like that but it's just that okay for every person that wants to relax and wants to have fun and everything there's about 1200 million people that want to see your fun destroyed because they don't have none either <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm not having fun so so i'm gonna make everybody miserable and it's like but go in a corner or something just, just do it yourself go just leave me alone and it ruins everything, and everybody's over mad, and they're depressed, and then they want to go out and shoot people. Just, I don't get it. And people Either have lives. I've spoken to people that says all they do is they go get their groceries, and they come back home, and that they're bored and sane. I know for me, I don't go. Earlier, you were talking about shootings in movie theaters. I don't go to the theater anymore because of that. Um, yep. So in a way, and, and they can call it anxiety or whatever they want. I just think it's being aware and that's what yeah. I'm taking, but I'm not against people going to the movies. So I'm not saying that either, but I, I just, I think that again, you, I got to change the way I move. I got to change the way I Yeah, you have to. And, and, and the thing about it is the way things are, you have to change your routine because of, of the way things are, you know? Like, um, if I, like I say, I, when I went to the movies, I was, like I said, I was looking at everybody, even though the lights were out, I'm up here, like, looking at everybody, looking at their hands and look at what they're doing, how they're sitting and look at they, they, they mad or something. I'm like, okay, don't do look like he's mad over here. <laughs> and just, 
just to make sure, because I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what the hell people are thinking these days. They, they be, they're probably thinking, okay, well, I can make, I can take the trash out when I get home or something. Or they could be thinking, okay, the next, when these lights go out, that's when, that's when I'll bring out some heat and I'll start, you know, da, 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 you know, whatever, because you just don't know. And, and I've been that way since that shooting happened in, uh, in, in, uh, in Aurora, Colorado. That dude that walked into that damn movie theater during the black, during the dark night rise or whatever it was. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I was think the event. Yeah, the the damn Joker. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? The? And they caught him. He, he, he survived. He, he looked like a crazy bastard, but he, he survived. He had his faraway look like, hey, how you doing? You know, like, I'm going to kill some more people. But he was dressed as the damn Joker doing that. So I'm just like, you have got to be kidding me. And you start shooting people, throwing tear gas and stuff. I'm like, what is this? Like, is this Batman or is this like, like platoon? What, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you know? yeah, he so after that, I was like, looking at people like, okay, I, what, what, what you got into the trench coat there, bro? Um, you, you, you going in the movies there? You know, Blade ain't watching. You know, this, this is this is like, you know, like cars or something. What, what, are you, what are you wearing that for? Because you just don't know. Because people are crazy. They just, they'll kill you and then be like, well, you know, they were sitting there. So you just shot me for no damn reason. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Well, I'm glad. Uh, no, the one thing I do think does make it, does have the impact is, you know, bringing awareness to it, talking about it. Um, yeah. You know, talking about how we, how you feel about it, how we as people feel about these issues. And you just hope that someone is listening and you're just hoping, you know, to make change one person at a time. But, you know. Yeah. And I, and I hope I do that. I mean, because even if one person is like, OK, maybe you got a point. OK, I've, I've I rest my case. But yeah. If you got people saying, well, no, the guns are not doing anything. The guns are not. Everybody going to get them. They can get them any kind of way, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK, you're not helping. You're, you're just telling people, hey, go out and get some more guns from, you know, save a lot or something. <laughs> you know, go, to, go to Walmart and get a couple. Of, I mean, people, you can't even go to Walmart now. I used to work at Walmart. Oh, and I was scared every damn night. I walk in there just looking around like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? You know, look, at, look at the customers and the people that work there because they could do it easily too. Yes. And, you know, and, I, and I've seen, and I've seen like the people of Walmart, that, that's, that thing is no, no joke. They come in there dressed like any damn thing. And I'm just like, what in the hell is he wearing, or what's she wearing, or what? They, why didn't they wearing anything? <laughs> I'm, I, you know. But the thing is, since like these these crazy people decide that hey, Walmart's the place to go if you want to kill some people. I was looking around like every damn time I come into work, I'm looking around like, okay, anybody standing around looking like they on this start, you know, start doing the the whole you know bust a cap thing because I'm not trying to die tonight. <laughs> okay, never yeah. happened. Thank God. But either way, it was, you know, but it's, you know, something that, if, like you said, if we talk about it and get it out in the open and maybe somebody was like, okay, well, maybe you got a point and they'll try to try to curb it some kind of way to make it less than what it is right now. Because it seemed like every other week someone is deciding to go into a mass place and just start killing people. I know. And it's like, well, for what reason? And you'll never know why, because the person that does it, they always either decide to either kill themselves or get shot by the cops or both. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Either way, it's a it's a it's a problem, and it needs to be resolved because it's getting ridiculous. It really is. I'm glad that you're talking about it. It's something that's 
been on my mind and it's one that I usually step away from because I'm like, oh, I don't know. And you know what? Now that I think about it, other than watching the news, which I just don't because I usually get the news when something really big happens, people talk about yeah. it, hear about it. Yeah. But other than you talking about it on here, like I really don't hear it as often as I wish I would. I want more people to talk about it. That and mental health and figuring out a way to have better communication with, you know, people with mental health need to be able to communicate what's going on and the family members need to be more supportive. But that's my two cents. I've enjoyed speaking with you. I'm going to give you send oh. you a right now. This is my first. Are you new to Wisdom? Yes, I am. Um, actually, I've been on here for about maybe a week now, and and it's actually very cool because I because I do a podcast too, and I usually just share this on the podcast, so it kind of helps out in both ways. But yeah, I've only been here for about a week, so it's, so I, I actually enjoy it. So, but I thank you for coming coming in and talking to me about this because I was feeling like I was talking to myself or something. So. Oh, here I was. <laughs> Welcome to the Wisdom Community. And I hope you enjoy your experience and yeah, keep doing what you're doing because I think what you're saying is very important. And thank you for having me here as a guest. Oh, no problem. No problem. You come stop in anytime you want. If I'm talking about something you want to chat in, chime on in. Thank so, but I appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. All right. God bless you. Same. All right. All right. That was Mrs. Elizabeth. Thank you for coming in and talking to me about this whole gun control mental case thing. Um, like you said, it's something that we just we have to either do something about it, talk about it, or both. Because it seems like it gets worse and worse with every passing, every with every shooting. And it seems like, like I said, it's the worst game of tag I've ever seen. People are like, well, I can kill more people than that. And it's like, oh, okay. But it shouldn't be that way. And she understood that. I understand that. And if other people would understand that, then maybe something will be done about it. Who the hell knows? It may, it may be cleared up the whole thing. Maybe not. It just depends on without trying first. We need to do it. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, that's my night. I'm going to go to bed because it's way, way past my bedtime. <laughs> uh, you folks have a nice rest of your morning, evening. I will be watching the championship uh, parade for the Kansas City Chiefs because they won a Super Bowl, if you didn't know it. And um, I guess I got to go to bed and get ready for that. So you guys have a nice night. Take care. God bless. And please tune in next time for my St. Says here on Wisdom. <laughs>